So this is Ness's, uh, I guess. <laughs> what do you want? To, what's that? My intro. What's the thing where you talk about where you like you vamp on each other, but you don't? Your take? Yeah, I guess. What do they do in ciphers? Bam, 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 bam. This is Ness's version of the summary. Newey Wards changes to the egg pools. Go test tickets are rolling out. And yes, more on this episode of Go Blast. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. When is the first episode of Go Blast coming out? I want to know about this. This is why you don't give me access to the notes ahead of time. Go test sounds like a heck of a party. And yes, more. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. New research rewards, changes to the egg pool, GoFest tickets are rolling out and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the GoCast podcast. It's April 28th. We're actually recording on a weekend again. It's a Sunday, not a Monday like the past two weeks. I'm your host, Chris, and this week I'm joined by not one. Or the other, but both. Ness. Hello. And Kyle. Hiya. All three of us are here. Are you losing your mind yet? I'm losing my mind. Finally. I'm so thrilled. Yeah, it's only been, oh, actually, we only took one week off, I think. with the, just I think the, it was just a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before that was like every was other. Weeks, yeah. yeah. Anyway, before we get the ball rolling here uh, with news and talking about our weeks and, you know, general Pokemon Go stuff, a couple of things to talk about here first. First of all is... Thank you so much to our newest patron on the Discord, Harry. Thank you so Hi, very much for your support. Uh, we appreciate you, and we're really looking forward to hanging out and getting to know you better. And if you want to learn more about Patreon, we'll talk about it at the end of the show here, but it's basically a way for you guys to help support the show just like Harry did. But like I said, we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Later. But first, we've got a whole episode to get through because that's how it works. Usually. That's how time flows forward. Usually how it works. Kind of. I don't know. I haven't seen Endgame yet, so I don't know if there's don't any talk sort of like time-related <laughs> joke I should make in here that would be culturally relevant, but I haven't seen it. Kyle, so. that includes you. Kyle, don't laugh. Don't react. Don't anything. Any listeners, if you haven't seen Endgame by this point, you should make some time and go see Endgame. Don't That's even look say. at us. Some people are saying it's like their favorite movie of all time. Like, it's the greatest well, movie. Well, hang no. on now. Hang on. I don't want to know anything about it. Don't, no, even, don't even think about that's it. That's absurd. Like Schrodinger's but... cat. <laughs> don't know if it's good don't know if it's bad yeah. as as, if she never sees it she'll never have to go one way or the other she can just live in this world of hype bliss it's that true. sounds terrible you know sure does i think it sounds great <laughs> i was being hyped i was Whatever. dying like the 12 hours before i got to go see it so no oh man well we we were gonna go and then we had to uh, wait around for some contractors to show up that never uh. did and so we didn't get to go so we ended up wasting like the only free time we had this weekend yeah. to go do it We'll find some time. Yeah. We'll go eventually. Anyway, you know, we did make time for it this week. Well, at least I did. I'm kind of speaking out of my own bounds here. I don't know what happened with you guys, but definitely working on some of these goals we set last week, Kyle, you and I at the very least. Yeah. Because Ness was not here. I was not here. And playing some Pokemon Go. Definitely did a fair amount of that this week. But Kyle, what about you? Let's let's talk about you first. You had one singular goal and it was reach level 39. I did it. Congratulations. Right Good. before the show. Literally Good. right before <laughs> the show. Good. So I want do. to apologize to one of our supporters on Discord, K Taco, for popping <laughs> an ultra friend uh, without Kevin. coordinating. But oh, I did no. try and con- I did try and contact him and he didn't say anything for two days. So I'm like, Kevin. hey. Oh, two days. Oh, I thought that was gonna be like a five minute thing like before no, the show. No. I like it's like on Friday. I'm like, hey, you got any time this weekend? And he didn't get back. Well, congratulations on your goal. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the home uh, stretch. Did anything else happen this week for you besides 39? Or is that kind of the summit Absolutely of your... not. I I don't think I actually got to play outside of like maintaining my streaks and doing my field research this week. Especially because yesterday we had another freak snowstorm. Oh, that's awful. Off of one of my days horrible. off. So, yeah. In the day prior. yeah. So yesterday we had that, that snowstorm. And the day prior, it was 70 degrees. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, was 70 degrees. I was walking around with just like a shirt 
like a t-shirt no like coat or anything just like you know jeans and a t-shirt completely fine and uh, i also was wearing shoes let's just complete okay. the outfit yeah. here yeah um <laughs> full mental image. and then the next day well it was like six inches of slush in some places yeah, oh my ridiculous. gosh it was it was nuts yeah well, I'm sorry that your only free day was ruined. Hey, at least you're level 39. Yep. Ness, I know that you didn't make any goals. Right, right. Anything cool happened to you this past week in Pokemon Go? Not particularly. I was out of town on a business trip, and I caught some Pokemon across the country that I'm really trading away. So, to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Distance. Um, yeah. didn't. I mean, didn't get too much time to play because of that, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Exploring other cities is always a lot of fun with Pokemon Go. For myself... I had quite a week. I had a really good time. I walked a lot. I played a lot. I hatched 57 eggs this week. Jeez. I'm at 35 and a half kilometers. I walked every day after work, all that other stuff. I hatched my first and only shiny Scyther, wow. evolved that guy into a shiny Caesar right. before he even touched the ground after hatching the egg. Let me You're tell just you. Like, Bam. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, here you go. This is all you need. Just don't sit down. I feel like it was like immediately after we recorded last week, too. Yeah, it was. Like, I think it was either uh, within an hour afterwards and I like hatched or something like that. It was very close, but <laughs> uh, congratulations <laughs> yeah. for you, though. Well, thank you very much. That was a, a big missing hole in the in the shiny decks, but mostly because it's Caesar. That's the best part. Exactly. I can't really think of anything else. All of my coworkers at work are now getting into Pokemon Go. They're all like mid level 20s now. Nice. Um, and so I feel like. They keep pointing out, they're like, oh, there's raids happening over here. I'm like, yes, we can't do yes, that. I yes, know. we can do that. Yes, you guys should be able to do that. I'm actually going to stay here and do work. <laughs> Stuff what? like that. No, work? crazy talk. Crazy talk. I can't think of anything else that happened this week. I think that was pretty much it. Shiny Scyther. Yeah. Oh, I, my goals, though. <laughs> I should probably talk about that. 200,000 Stardust. I definitely did that. I caught a lot this week. And then I was supposed to take part in the Kingdom Cup. But just like the last time I talked about participating in a cup, I had the week wrong. I'm actually not participating until tomorrow. It wasn't last Monday. Because I'm <laughs> brain dead. All right. Maybe it's just me, but the Kingdom Cup seems like it's sticking Taking around forever? for a long time. Here for a month, just like everybody else. Okay. It but feels we talked like about it a week a earlier. And then it's, okay. today's the 28th. So, I mean, it... it it's going to be the end of this is going to be the second to last day of the month. This Kingdom Cup is happening. Look, time has like no meaning anymore to me. It's like <laughs> it's been a month. Oh, OK. Good to know. Fair enough. One thing to mention, though, about Kingdom Cup and PvP stuff, though, is that Silverina did finally release their global leaderboard. So if you are playing, go ahead and check out your Silph Arena card and it'll tell you what place you are in the global leaderboard. I'm at thirty one hundred, I think. Somewhere in there. There's a couple of people popping around on Twitter, posting that they're like in top 20, top 50 and stuff like that. And nice. it looks like I wasn't quite sure how the points really worked out because I know that some are weighted more than others. And I'm not quite sure how it all works out. But there are some people that were in the top like 1000 players that only played like 11 games and some people that were 27 games deep that were right above them or right below them, depending. So I'm not entirely sure how it works, but uh, 3000 is not bad. I thought you said 30,000. No, 3,100. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not doing too bad, although I don't know yeah. how many people that's out of. So if it's out of 3,200, nobody tell me. <laughs> <laughs> You're still better than 100. Either way. Anyway, uh, I think that's it for our weeks here. But uh, let's move in to the news. Okay, so the first piece of news here is uh, something that's kind of inconsequential for at least our continent, but it is definitely worth talking about. The article that we're going to be reading all this stuff off of is from Pokemon Go Hub, as is most of our articles a lot of the time. But at the top of this article, there is this kind of warning thing where it's talking about how that since this is for our country and there isn't an English announcement for this yet, the information that we're going to give you because of the information that's on this article might be flawed in some way just because of translation. So don't take any of this as, you know, hard fact as it is. Although I'm pretty sure most of this has been confirmed on the internet since this article has been put up. But there's going to be two events. One's going to be called Pokemon Festa, not Fiesta, Festa, and then Pokemon Go Week in South Korea. So what's Pokemon Festa? Pokemon Festa is going to be an event that's held at Starfield Hanum Store and Coax Mall in South Korea from May 3rd through May 12th, which is, wow, that's a lot of days. <laughs> That's a very long event for there to be things. It's almost two weeks. Yes. Yeah. 
So every day there's going to be a pop-up store. If you guys want to check for like the times and stuff like that, we're not going to talk every last detail. We'll, we'll have the article in our notes as we always do. There's going to be a pop-up store. Not really sure what that means. There's going to be a Pikachu parade. We know exactly what that means. It's going to be a parade of Pikachus. Pikachus, yeah. There's going to be a Pikachu photo. Uh, you could take one singular photo of Pikachu, just one, and then you have to leave for the day. You have um, to leave the event. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming it's kind of like Easter Bunny, but it's Pikachu, you know? Yeah. You know, kids P- go take pictures of Pikachu or whatever. P- Detective Bunny. Pikachu photo ops. Same deal except Ryan Reynolds. Main series oh bonuses. <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu are mentioned in the announcement. Though as of right now, with our rough translations, whether or not the prizes will be winning the games or winning in-game or real-world prizes for completing missions, Korea has also had many in-game distributions in the past, so it is not too much of a stretch to wonder if there will be a special distribution. So if you play the Game Boy games, it might be worth bringing your device with if you're going to be attending this event. And then for Pokemon Go Week, well, the bonuses are from May 4th to May 6th. Pokemon spawn rates will be boosted all across South Korea. At the actual event areas, Starfield, Hanim, and Coex Mall, players will be able to find the regional Pokemon Corsola, Unknown Spawns, and Boosted Whalmer and Combi. We need to get Ness on a plane stat. That sounds like a great event. It does. (laughs) My people. Hey, Boosted Combi. That's a... My Whalmers. My my Whalmers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, from Jake to Combi, Whalmer. Yeah, right. I, I'm excited about there being actual boosted combi. That's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, Wilmer is the, the crown jewel, but... Right, right. Okay, the combi. spotlight Pokemon. Yeah. So there's like a, a teaser trailer for this that I watched, and it was kind of non-descriptive. Also, it's not my language. So, I mean, I suppose anything <laughs> that might be there, I could understand. I don't really quite understand. But anyway, this is all in the article. We'll have it linked for you guys. But let's move on to... The next piece of news here, which is also the last piece of news. There's not much going on this week. No. Uh, and as Kyle was remarking before we started the show, he's like, there's not a lot right now, but there's about to be a lot. <laughs> like yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, probably. And we're going to talk a little bit about it right now. We're going to dip our toe into what we will be filling out completely, probably in next week's show. So for May and June, we got the announcement finally about what our research breakthroughs are going to be for your seven-day research stamp, that box you get, what's going to be in there. For the past four months, five months, four months, was it a group of three months and then two, or was it two and two? Yeah, I think it was two and three it was since December. So, If you've listened to this show at all, you know that, well, we're not a big fan of the pools of legendary Pokemon and right. the research breakthroughs we've had right. recently. We kind of like when it's fun and interesting and something different. It has not been fun and interesting or something different. It has no. not. And, and this box won't be one of those two things. <laughs> it won't be new. Okay. Um, but it will be interesting. Okay. So the... Not fun and different. <laughs> no. Sorry. It'll be fun, but it won't be different. Uh... But it, it'll be... Okay. We've had these Pokemon. Anyway, let me just say what it is and you can react then. Sure. Okay. All right. Ready? Whatever. Ready? Whatever. Sitting down? I've been sitting She's down. been sitting down. Can't confirm. It's not just on a stool. For the breakthrough rewards, it's going to be Lugia and Ho-Oh and Latios and Latias. Only four Pokemon down from like the seven. And all four of these can be shiny well it's a plus sure is yeah it is a plus i'm into this pool a lot more than the previous months with which let me remind you were some sort of amalgamation of legendary birds just red garbage legendary dogs yeah awful no thanks i'm okay with that that's gonna be exciting we don't know what the research is going to be task wise for those two months we assume it'll probably maintain a similar trajectory that it has here where it's kind of like it used to be that it would change every month. And now they kind of seem to have taken like the TCG approach where they're like, here's our base set and all of our expansions, which in the Pokemon Go world is going to be events, is going to change all the way that these things work. So like tasks seem to not be month appropriate anymore. And it's now just like whatever the context is. Yeah, of the yeah event is that happening. appropriate. Yeah, which is cool. I like to see that that moved because it was kind of frustrating to keep track of when they were flipping, when they weren't and stuff like that. So anyway, here we are. There's also going to be a huge egg pool shakeup. I have a big <sighs> list here. <laughs> so does somebody want to read this or I have an- another idea. I was thinking about this earlier. Do you want me to poker wrap these egg pools? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> pretty much just going to be speaking really fast. Okay. Really fast. <laughs> Okay. Speaking egg pool. All right. We'll also link it in the show notes just in case you cannot understand. Chris. No, we'll, we'll go back and we'll talk about the highlights for sure. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can never understand. 
you can understand me normally when I'm speaking. I know that's I don't, the I don't make a lot of sense as a human being. So that's just <laughs> how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. Two kilometers. Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Abra, Machop, Ghastly, Magikarp, Chikorita, Syndicate, Totodown, Mischievous, Swine of Trico, Torchic, Mudkip, Maklahita, Heron, Metatite, Whalmer, Splank, Swab, Love This, Turtwig, Chimcharp, Iplup. That was just 2K. I okay, like on, no, yelling quickly. I'm going to try to do. I what? thought you were just going to read the new ones. Oh, no. I'm Not doing the all whole them. egg pool. I'm doing the whole the egg whole pool. Egg I pool. could do this faster. Okay. Let, me, let me try to do 5K in one breath. Ready? What? Why? Because when I... 5K is longer. Yes, sure is. Okay. <clears throat> All right, ready? 5K. Ralph, Magmite, Onyx, Lickitung, Rhyhorn, Tangela, Horsey, Scyther, Eevee, Marie, Yama, Pinecoat, Kligar, Sneasel, Skarmory, Houndour, Lotad, Nosepass, Carvana, Trapinch, Cacnea, Lily, Anorith, Shuppet, Duskull, Snowrunt, Combi, Buizel, Drifloon, Buneary, Glamiao, Sunkey, Bronzor, Skaruby, Crowagung, Finian, Snover. Wow, there's way too many Pokemon in that pool. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, they're okay, ready for 7K. This is really. Who wants to? Who else wants to give this a shot? Anybody else? Seven K looks terrible. I'm sorry. You want to do seven K? Lowlands. You have to say a Lowland every time too. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it. Seven kilometer eggs. Alolan Sanchu, Alolan Volpix, Alolan Diglett, Alolan Meow, Alolan Geodude, Alolan Grimer, Pichu, Cleffa, Eglidoff, Togepi, Tyro, Smoochum, Elekit, Magby, Azuril, Why Not, Badoo, Chingly, Bonslide, Happening, Munchlax, Riolu, and Mantike. That was a mouthful. I'll do the time. Okay, with that. All right, Kyle's gonna. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sweating over here. Let's go. <laughs> 10K. Porygon, Aerodactyl, Dratini, Lavatar, Waltz, Slapdog. Mawile, Phoebus, Absol, Bagon, Beldum, Shinx, Crando, Shieldon, Riolu. Nice work. Yikes. <laughs> that All whole right. list was just a Let's mess. See. So obvious highlights and obvious downsides of this event. Is the that entire thing. They changed Reading the pool, this. but they didn't really like change the pool. Make it any more finite. Yeah. And I think well, that was what we were we were really looking forward to. Yeah. They they changed the pool by adding more to it. Which is the worst that they could do, in my yeah. opinion. It I doesn't just matter. Want, how- like ten on each tier. Yeah, that's all I need. The highlights. I want, let's go tier by tier. Let's talk about like let's just say top two that you should probably look for in each tier. Let's do that because there's a lot of Pokemon here. So for two K, what do you guys think? What's your number one hatch in this pool? Most of it's shiny. Shiny Whalmer. Awesome. Shiny Whalmer. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks, and last. Shiny Whalmer. <laughs> Is your number one priority in 2K? I feel like I'm predictable on that front. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fine. Um, shiny Swablu. I want to just, just give yeah. me the Swablu. I need the shiny one already. It's getting ridiculous. Other than that, it's just not interesting. I think for me, it's probably going to be Mischievous or, or Spoink. Those are the two that spawn the, the least often out of this pool out in the wild for me. Besides okay. maybe Whalmer, but if it rains, Whalmer just falls Whalmer the sky like it gigantic rains cannonballs. It blocks off the sun. Yeah, our whalemers will blot out the sun. Now we will catch in the shade. <laughs> okay, 5K, the top yeah. two here. What do you guys think? Nose pass for me. Yeah, and... we, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to take a more broad approach. Nah. If you were a new player and you're looking at this pool, what do you think the number nose one pass. choice is? All right, nose pass I mean, it is. They got to they they prepare pick. for Probo Pass. That right. and I think Finian, just because there were so few Finian that spawned mm-hmm. in the wild. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they dropped and I still don't see any of them. So I'm going to say Finian too, just because I needed all of that. Okay, that's fair enough. I think Combi would be a really great shout out here too. Combi. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Scyther, obviously. Because if you're <laughs> going to name Nose Pass, I have to mention Scyther. 7K. This is, I mean, this is the one that has the least amount of uh, surprises on it. I mean, we're looking for what? Bonsly in, in 2Ks here. Chingli, if you don't and have happening. it already. Riolu. Yeah, but I have like 15 happening. Shiny babies. Shiny babies. Yep. All the 10K. Riolu again. Kranidos, Shield on. Yeah, those yeah. three. That's I think it. those are the three. Yep, for sure. Shiny Shinks, obviously. I still want a shiny Absol. A yeah. Absol. And yeah. if you missed Beldum Community Day, make sure that you're picking up 10Ks because if you can hatch some Beldum, Metagross is like a he's, fantastic. he's a core filler for any team that do, does a lot of damage. It might not have Meteor Mash, but who knows? In the future, you Meteor might be able to have mash. access to it. So it might be worth definitely grooming a, a Metagross for that in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the Egg Pool shakeup. I hope you enjoyed us word vomiting all these names. Um, <laughs> that is what it was. Oh that's goodness. the most accurate description. Somebody that's that in there will have picked out in the tapestry of words that was just the one Pokemon they were looking for. And they're like, oh, Sweet. thank you. Yeah, that's... Yikes. <laughs> that's it. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Let's wrap up the news here by ending the news section, I guess, because there's no other news to talk about. Good. And let's move on to Gear Up. So this week in Gear Up, well, you know, a lot of stuff is about to happen, <laughs> but well, you it know. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to Gear Up. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> So I want to take a look at like the state of the game through events throughout the years. I was looking at some stuff that had happened, seeing what maybe was going to be coming down the the pipeline. Like we had a, a water event last year in June, you know, that's coming up. But then the water event the previous year was in March. And so I'm like, well, now, you know, who actually knows when that's coming? And so I just I got to see the growth of every year of events for Pokemon Go. And I think it's fascinating. So for those of you who haven't looked at it or paid direct attention to it before, in the first year Pokemon Go came out, we had five events. One of them was regional to Japan alone. So four global events, one Japanese event. I thought you were about to say one of the events was the game launched. <laughs> so six events? It's a riveting event. Functionally. You know, yeah. I mean, it was a worldwide event, that's for sure, with everyone's sure. response to it. Kind of felt like it. In the second year, they had 20 events, so things started to, you know, really pick up. In the third year, they had 31 events. That's crazy, to me at least. That's pretty nuts, yeah. That number includes GoFest, Safari Zones, and a couple of regional stuff as well, but it's still a really large number. So we've had 10 events this year as of April, and we're, you know, we're probably about to have an 11th one starting Monday, the 29th, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. So we're we're pretty much on track for hitting more than 31 in the previous year. I don't know how many of you guys out there have played other mobile games, but it's a pretty standard method to keeping games interesting, to have events happening on and on and on. But it's great to look back and see how Niantic has developed their events. If you look back at the old ones, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, here's here's this. This just kind of is going to happen. But now you're, we're getting more refined events, like, you know, with the Hatchathon being very targeted towards specific Pokemon, they want people to have more access to all the babies in the 2K, for example. The bug out event was very uh, underwhelming, but it was it also did exactly what they wanted it to do. So you can't really blame them for that. What were they trying to accomplish with that event, do you think? I think, well, it got, gave them an excuse to release some shinies that otherwise wouldn't have a lot of purpose. And also... It's easy to forget that bugs don't spawn everywhere. There are people who, who live in deserts, who live in mountains, who don't get to see the bugs all the time. So, well, it didn't look different for us. Towards the beginning of this year, though, they seemed that they were doing events that were going to be in tandem with Generation 4 launches. Yes. We still have the entire Burmy line, and I thought that bug out, because it didn't have a, like a real killer of a feature, that we were going to get some new Generation 4 out of it, and we didn't. And so it was just kind of like a... I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved it. I was swimming in Scyther. Don't get me wrong at all. But it just seemed like there was like whatever the prime motivator was for that event was just like missing. There definitely have been some events that have missed, at least recently, especially if you look back. We had a, a whole event dedicated to Hoenn spawns, and we never got that for Sinnoh, which was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. But they clearly are trying something different with how they release the Sinnoh spawns and as upset as we may be about some of it, you can't really do anything about it. I guess we could riot. Yeah, we, we can, but we're still going to keep playing. So You're right. You got me there. <laughs> I think one of the things that I've noticed going through the list is that there's more noticeable of a, a cadence to the event. There's more event, pause, event, pause. Whereas before it was like, here's an event for two weeks and then nothing for a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And then here's like three events in a row and then nothing for another month. But on the other hand, it made those events really exciting. Exactly. So that that cadence that we have right now, it can be a positive or it can be a negative. We've talked about the negatives before where there's there's no pause for breath sometimes. So you just new event, let's go. New event, let's go. And sometimes you're just like, I don't want to take part in the event. But then, you know, you feel like you're uh, you're missing out. FOMO, man. <laughs> All that said, I still think Niantic has done a good job with the events, like as the game has developed. 
I feel like that's 90% of what we talk about on this on this show before I think late last year before they started really digging into what you're calling this cadence for events, which I think is a great way of phrasing this when there was longer gaps in between. I know the content on our show is very reactionary. Like if there's mm-hmm. no news, uh, we, we tend to talk about something else about the game other than news. And so yeah. before it was pretty inconsistent. But with this content really scheduled, they're kind of on here with events, with new Pokemon coming out, them teasing new features, new things, all this other stuff. It gives us a steady stream of stuff to, to talk about. Um, and we we dive pretty deep into some of these things, more than the average yeah. Joe does, which is the point of the show, is so that mm-hmm. the average Joe can can listen um, and, and pick up some of the things they don't want to spend the time, you know, digging through articles, sitting on Reddit, you know, all dive week. deep with us. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, or if you miss something, this is a place for that. But I think, to me, it just seemed like such a missed opportunity. That bug out event is just such a good example of not having Burmy. There was a couple of other examples earlier this year. Like we never saw Glaceon, even though there were a couple of snow related events for the for the spring equinox event. We didn't see Leafeon. Mm-hmm. That would have been a really appropriate time for that, too. It's just yeah. like, a, you know, a, I mean, it feels like we're all on the same page. But at the same time, like, I feel like there's just some misses that are pretty obvious. There definitely are. Although in the situation with the evolutions, I'm really hoping they actually have an, another solution planned. But every time I've said that, they haven't because for or all they did the, and you didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah. All of the evolutions that we haven't gotten yet in that aspect, like Glaphion, Lycian, Probopass, Magnazone, in the games, they're like location based. You have to level them up near this in game location and then it will evolve. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe they're trying to work that out, but... Oh, man. Oh, is there going to be, like, pilgrimage regionals? I really hope not. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, that would be a really cool experience. It That'd would be, really be but it'd be really hard for, it, like, incredibly 80% inaccessible. of the player base. Yeah, 100%. It would be. Yeah. You'd be more likely to see them dedicate specific, like, cells of the map to being these zones yeah. so that every region would have them. But this is so interesting because I, I feel like, OK, this is an appropriate time for us to talk about this because we're talking about events and stuff like that in the state of the game. So I was listening to Lured Up. They had trainer tips, Nick, on their show a while ago. And during their interviews, one of the questions they asked him, which is a question I think we've had for a Pokepole in the past, mm-hmm. which was if you could design your perfect Pokemon Go event, what what would it be? Sure. Right. And he was like, well, you know, like pretty much, he, you know, he's really easygoing. So um, if you don't know, by the way, who Trainer Tips is, he's like one of the top Pokemon Go YouTubers. He does amazing filming, it, the music, the whole thing is great. And that's yeah. why I love his videos. Mm-hmm. But he was like, well, you know, pretty much any event we're all together or outside, I would be happy with. And they pressed him for more details. And he came up with this event wherein he's like, I would love if we were actually all out in like a huge, like 50 acre area, maybe even more like a hundred acre area, like where there's a mountain or something and you have to climb it. And the first person that gets to the top gets to encounter and catch the legendary and nobody else. That's does. intense. And though. he's like, I understand that this is intense. He's like, uh, and, you know, people will be like fierce about this. And he's like, I don't want anything. I don't want any of this to be getting out of hand or anything like that. But what he's getting at, uh, and he talked about this a little bit, which was that first trailer that we got for this game where you could see other Pokemon out and about yeah. and stuff like that out in the wild doing things. People were hiding behind rocks from Charizard fire blasts and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like having more of that. How do you how do you bring that with while being realistic? And I think mm-hmm. the real world aspect of it is something that is slowly being kind of neglected. Yeah, I'm just not into the like I like I get where he's coming from on that event. But like the whole global guts thing that's going on yeah. with climbing the mountain and like hitting the buzzer first and getting <laughs> uh, that legendary Pokemon. Yeah, but OK, so what if what if it wasn't one person got it what if you got it when you got there and it wasn't like a super hazardous call see that's it was better definitely because like otherwise you're gonna get the like handful of like triathletes that, would be, that, that are would be pogo great, players uh, <laughs> event yeah like a 10 mile hike and the legendary no i mean that's you don't think that's, so that might be excessive depending on where that's at but okay that would be so, an event that's for sure would be what about a five mile hike and there's hydration stations every half mile? Yeah, but then you're setting up like full events all across the world and that'd have to be, yeah. you know, a few for every state, a few yeah. for every hundred miles. Yeah. Like that's a lot. Again, if it I was suppose. just, you know, you tracked on your maybe your go plus the footsteps that you're taking, the miles that you're going, maybe every, you know, three miles or something, there's a new Pokemon that spawns and so it's it's on your own time. They don't have to set up anything on a course. Right. I, I understand how that's attractive and I like that idea. Okay, if they did both, I'd be really thrilled. 
Like if they had one that's super accessible for people to just walk around an office and definitely cover that distance, but don't have enough time to go to a mountain or an island somewhere and climb it. I get that. But at the same time, like the, this this game is supposed to be go out and explore and so yeah, i but... i don't necessarily like <laughs> like i like that it, i definitely think that this function should have either alternatives or should be catered to people that can't actually attend these sorts of events and go out and do all these things but at the same time there should definitely be an avenue for what this game is about which is getting out and exploring the world around us no i agree i just think that setting up that event is excessive and oh it would be a nightmare for anybody. like a hundred dollars a ticket you'd sign 20 pages of, of flyers <laughs> yeah and... i think it would be more like an actual event like a like a go fest or a safari zone that would be a really great opportunity for them to test that idea yeah i just the habitats at, at lincoln park were awesome they were really cool yeah but i mean they were, they were cute they weren't convincing i would love to be in like a super convincing area where like i walk like an arena yeah, but then you're asking for things like Disney level production, yeah. you know, yeah. of immersion. I would not mind a Pokemon world like they have Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. Okay, put Which me in Pokemon fantastic. world. That's fine. I will do that. Every That'd time really you cool. go, there's an event that, you know, starts on a timer. Once you scan your ticket in for Pokemon Go world, please, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> It'd be really cool if they're like, yeah, random Pokemon uh any any tier three pokemon can randomly spawn in raids here like they don't have a set raid list it's always different or something like that they're pretty cool but anyway hey that <laughs> we've talked a lot about other stuff around what you were talking about in gear up here Kyle. but uh, anything else to say about events no i think we covered it you guys got to give your your thoughts on it as well so that's what i was interested in hearing too i'm a realist this first a things realist. first I'm like, a realist. i'll climb a mountain but i don't want to leave my office I will climb a Stairmaster. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's move on to Pokalore. So this week we're going to be talking about Combi, the tiny bee Pokemon, and Vespaquin, the beehive Pokemon. Ooh. I love that Combi is the tiny bee Pokemon. Yeah, really like as if awesome. bees weren't already tiny. Well, the tinier bee. That's true. The tiniest Combi. It's adorable. <laughs> okay. So Combi is a small insectoid Pokemon that resembles three pieces of orange hexagonal honeycomb stuck together. Each hexagon has a round yellow face, the bottom center face is the main thinker of the three, and it is also the only bee to have a full abdomen. The top two hexagons have a single antenna and a wing connected to an orange-colored joint. A female combi has a red spot on the forehead of its lower face. Combi can fly with its two wings as long as the top two bees coordinate their flapping. It is mostly sociable <laughs> among their own kind. It is generally harmless. It flees when threatened. A combi will almost always be found collecting honey wherever they can. The gathered honey has multiple purposes, though it's usually consumed. When it's not gathering honey, it sleeps or protects its queen. The former is done by creating a hive along with other combi, locking together into a wall to feel safe in larger numbers. It is very suggestible and will never defy the orders of its queen. When a Vespaquin feels threatened, its subject combi will not think twice about risking its life to protect the queen, then attacking and even killing the threat in an aggressive manner. It commonly lives in caves and hollow trees of forests and other natural secluded areas with their queen wow that got real real quick i mean it's a bee it was talking about how cute it was and how harmless it was and it's like yeah but if you mess with its queen it's gonna kill you that's what bees do i don't know man i don't really look like i look at bees i'm like you're gonna sting me dude i don't look at him like you're gonna murder me if i mess with their hive haven't you seen the videos of there's like a certain type of wasp i think that shanks people kind of so like if they feel threatened they a whole bunch of them swarm into a ball around the threat and then they vibrate so quickly that they generate so much heat that they melt the threat within them. You're kidding me. No, I'm not, not kidding. Heard that. I don't know if I believe it that. That insane. sounds like something from science fiction. No, it's okay. real. It's right, I'm insane. Gonna, I'm going to look that up and you continue with Vespaquin. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to go on to Vespaquin. Vespaquin is a bee-like Pokemon with yellow and black striped abdomen resembling an elegant ballroom gown. Underneath the expansive abdomen are honeycomb-like cells that serve as a nest for baby combi. However, it appears to have a slender, more insect-like abdomen in the centermost cell, which is inconspicuous as the dress usually obstructs the view of it. Vespaquin has black skinny arms with two orange claws and flies with a pair of relatively small wings on its back. Its yellow upper body is nearly a perfect spear, and its waist is black and slender. A curved line on its back between its shoulders separate its thorax and waist. Vespaquin's orange face has intimidating red eyes, oversized yellow protruding mandibles, and a red gem on its forehead. The top portion of its head is similar to a headpiece with yellow and black horn-like projections, resembling a hairstyle historically favored by early medieval period English queens. Vespaquin is a female-only species. 
Vespaquin is a queen of a hive of combi, controlling it and protecting it, as well as giving birth to young combi. A Vespaquin is more powerful than its followers and will only take action if its combi are unable to protect the hive. If outsiders prove themselves to it by defending its hive, it may repay these acts of kindness with a reward. It feeds on the flowers to make honey, and it then uses it to bring up other combi. Being a queen, it can command other combi in order to use attack order, defend order, or heal order, her signature moves. So the stats for Vespaquin as the evolved form of combi, max CP of 2005, so pretty low there. Um, not very impressive in the stat department with a 149 attack, 172 stamina, but it kind of hangs in there a little bit longer than most with 190 defense. So it's it's pretty much average, nothing spectacular about it, but its best moveset is going to be Bug Bite and X Scissor. How's it going, Chris? Okay, I'm terrified. Yeah? Okay. First of all, hang on, let me, let me just get here in this conversation about Vespaquin. Vespaquin is not good. No. It's not good at all. <laughs> no. But it is rare. So there's that. It has value for sure. Here, let me just... I, I got this from NationalGeographic.com, uh-huh. a reputable source, not yes. Wikipedia, although yeah. I'm sure Wikipedia would just use whatever's on National Geographic nowadays. Anyway, um, in a battle with Asian giant hornets, uh-huh. Japanese honeybees turn up the heat, quite literally, See? by swarming around the hornets and cooking them to death. Mm-hmm. The bees' strange defense tactic evolved because their venomous stingers are too small to pierce the thick exoskeletons of the giant hornets, insects which can grow about two inches long. The quivering of muscle fibers from so many bees creates real heat that kills off the predators. I told you. Yeah, but I thought they were going to be some sort of like exotic, crazy looking wasp thing. They're just honeybees. Yeah. And they're just like, Japanese like climb onto something, just shake really fast. And I just, told you. Wow, that's awful. Yeah. But so are wasps. So here we are. I know a lot about random animal facts. You do. I do. <laughs> I learn something new about animals at least once a day. A lot of David Attenborough and National Geographic. and That's a killer resume, let me just tell you. I know. Yeah. I, had, <laughs> anyway. I had the little flashcards and everything when I was a kid. You want to talk to us about the poke poll then? Sure. Speed of answering questions and learning things. So last week's question was, what missing Generation 4 Pokemon are you looking forward to the most? Chris Poopa says, Leafeon. Yes. Thanks. Terry Wolf says, all of them so I can get my decks finished. Kevin says, the Gibble family, Rotom, and all his appliance forms, and all of the Arceus and Darkrai. Just the Average Joe says, I have a 98% Lucky Magnemite that I've been holding onto for a while, so I'm ready for a Magnezone. Julia says, I would like to see a Garchomp featured release in a Gibble Community Day, maybe next year. And I would also like to see Rotom X-Raids keep changing every month or so. So, Chris, you might want to save room in your living decks for all of these different Rotom. Yeah. Yep. I will. (laughs) That's fair. This week's Pokepole, you're able to choose one Pokemon as your real-world companion. Who would you choose and why? Kyle, what do you got? Uh, That's an easy answer for me. Growlithe. Growlithe would be the Pokemon that I'd choose... Mm-hmm. Especially if Kyle you, is Officer Jenny confirmed. If you <laughs> if you read the the Pokedex for Growlithe, it's it's fiercely loyal, but it also will attack anybody who like gets near. So like that's oh. it's a dog. Like how can you not want one? It's amazing. Sure. And if it sure. evolves into an Arcanine, it's enormous. So mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. A, it's an even better dog. Yes, Chris. What about you? I kind of want to go last. No, you can't. Okay. I'm embarrassed <laughs> by my choice. Go. Okay, let's hear it. I want a Flaffy. Oh, a my flaffy? God. Why Flaffy? Yeah. Why? Well, okay, a cu- couple of reasons. Hear me out. First of all, electricity is a really important resource. And if I have my Flaffy, I'll never have to worry about running out of power ever again. Flaffy's really great. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Flaffy is really soft. Okay. Third, because Flaffy is so soft, I will sleep a lot better. Fourth, oh, because I'll sleep okay. a lot better, my quality of life will increase. Five, because my quality of life will increase, I love my Flaffy. <laughs> okay. That's it. Okay. Those are five good reasons as to why Flaffy is a great choice. Okay, sure. Ness, your turn. Um, I think I probably have to go with my, my typical choice that I've been going with this whole time, the Alolan Ninetales, just because it's gorgeous and fierce and kind of like a dog. A, a whalemer somewhere just cried. Also a whalemer. <laughs> can I have two? You can have two. Okay. I'll we'll make an exception. Yeah, whalemer. Because I need it. Where are you going to put him? Oh, uh, but I need a nose pass. Yeah, where's the nose mm. pass going to go then? He's going to ride the Wilmer. Oh, well, hang on. That. No, hang on. Wilmer is like 85% air. I don't think he can support a nose pass. Yeah, and nose pass mm-hmm. is like 100% then rock. The Wilmer <laughs> can ride the nose pass. There you go. Okay, I'm on board with that. <laughs> and then my Alola Ninetales. You can just hang out with but you. But I also want a tall boy. I want so many just ridiculous Pokemon. Yeah. I just, I love Your dream team of six is like the greatest <laughs> thing ever. 
I just want wow. a bunch of goofy Pokemon to love me. <laughs> okay. Well, if you, dear listener, have a, an appropriate answer for this question, go ahead and respond to the question, which is one more time. You're able to choose one Pokemon as your real world companion. Who do you choose and why? We'll post that on Facebook and Twitter, but you can always just send us a response via email to mail at gocastpodcast.com or you're going to visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. We have a nice contact us tab. And you can just send us a form through there instead of, you know, remembering our email address and all that hard stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Ness. Yeah. Okay. So let's move into email since we talked about it already. Might as well. Email. We're here. Email. So this first one is from Matt, who is pointing something out that, that we knew what we should have mentioned it last week. So he's right. We talked about Blaze Kick and Muddy Water because we were talking about Blaziken's potential move that's going to learn, which is probably going to be Blast Burn if we're being very honest with ourselves. But we want it to be something else. And Blaze Kick is its signature move. Uh, Matt pointed out that Blaze Kick and Muddy Water, which is one of the signature moves for Swampert, who should be in a couple of months here, um, that they're they're in the code. They're just not released yet. Um, which, again, he's 100% correct. Leaf Blade was already in the code, and Subtile's signature movie is already taken care of, so that's why we think they probably won't do it for the other ones. They'll probably make it fair for all three, but it's good to know that those moves are, are there. They, they also might, might just do stuff to stats. So They might add them just as event rewards, too. Like, you know... Now this thing is available. Yeah, it's just now it's here. There you go. Now you can, now you can have the signature move on your place kind of thing. So, yeah, thanks again for pointing it out, Matt. Every once in a while, we'll talk about things that are in the code, but not live. Uh, we mentioned these a long time ago now. I think we've been talking about these and Crab Hammer and Razor yes. Shell for oh like six God. months. Oh, my Crab Hammer is like eight months ago now. Yeah. And Still that, not that here. needs to come out. Come on. I need to use my Kingler and Raids. Let's go. Thanks for the email, Matt. The next one's from Dave. Want to give it a, a read, Mr. Kyle? Dave the Rave, TM said any expectations from the next special research and what types of tasks would you like to see included should it be more difficult should there be more steps to complete what should the rewards be you got to design the whole thing top well, to bottom whole thing top to bottom that's too much for me i'm sorry um <laughs> but this we actually got this question from our discord and raised a great point that it doesn't always have to be a legendary or a mythical or a crazy pokemon like that so that's what I would really like to see. I would like to see something in the spirit of the spirit tune quest that we got around Halloween. I really, really liked that one. Actually, it was very fitting for the Pokemon, even if the spin eight new Pokestops was a, a tough one for some people. So, yeah, but if you were trick or treating, you were probably yeah. going through different neighborhoods with different stops. That's yeah. true. So I can't say what types of tasks I would like because I want them to to surprise me with something I haven't thought of that is more fitting for the Pokemon than I can think of on the spot right now. So that's, okay. that's my answer. I would like to see special research kind of rotated around. Like we see the weekly research done. I agree with you 100% Kyle. I think the spirit tomb special research was awesome. And I wish that they would do more stuff like that. And, and the main reason why is, well, first of all, it's rad. I suppose uh, the second reason would be that, those events, as long as you initiate them, you can take your time to finish completing yeah, them. True. And so those things are completely devoid of FOMO because you're getting just as much time They're with not it. like time restricted. Right. Mm -hmm. It's great. You don't feel like I have to play right now in order to do this. Like this task will still be here in a week. Mm -hmm. And if it's, the, if it's the ditto task, it likely will be there next week. <laughs> that and even with those, like if for some reason you outlast the time that they kind of gauged for that event, they still make special research quests for you later so you can make it up. Like I know a yeah. lot of us were stuck on like that Cubone quest for a really long time. Just that step of the quest for, what was it? Meltan. Meltan? Meltan. It was the Meltan quest. It was quest. step seven or six? Yeah, yeah. A bunch of us were stuck on like the last two steps just because of the way the events were changing, but they still put into just general like Pokestops and research tasks and, you know, day-to-day -day things, ways for you to find them. So I feel like they put a lot of attention into those, those sorts of quests, which is a lot nicer than, you know, the random events that are kind of all over the place that you're running around trying to get done. Definitely. I agree. I think it'd be really cool if those quests were aware of the biome that you're in currently and mm -hmm. would adjust accordingly. So like if you went on vacation somewhere else, you would have different Pokemon to catch at different steps than you did earlier when you were back home. Yeah. That would be interesting to see like three or four variations for each quest based on yeah. where you are. The wall, the idea of the biome isn't one that's officially confirmed. 
I mean, I'm assuming that the spread looks like a couple of things, like the pool for any given forest area, right? Is like 5% is this, 50% of the time it's this. They have different tiers and different pools and stuff like that. And I'm sure they have all that data so they could just swap those pools out. So like if I'm in this biome, this is what I'm looking for. But it also has this counterpart in this other biome that I could look for at the same time. It'd be difficult to code up front, but it would definitely stand the test of time, I bet. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. But as far as like types of tasks to see included, I can't think of anything. I really like catch tasks. I like doing good throws. The one things I don't like is catching 20 of any given type of Pokemon. I don't like the ones where it's like feed a berry to 50 Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, that one was kind of I always forget obnoxious. to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, the ones that are like super repetitive that are not exciting in and of themselves. Yeah. But yeah. let me also be clear that quick turnover of a research task is also exciting. And so if it's catch this one thing that's right around you and I could turn that thing over and I get 3k experience right away, mm-hmm. that's fine with me. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for the email, Dave. This last one here is from Tao Pikachu and she had to say, should exclusive moves be democratized for PvP like Community and Legacy? So I think that the word used here for democratized means like just generally available and open to the public to yep. do with it as they will. Mm-hmm. So any community day move, so blast burn, like we were talking about for Charizard that has now since dead and gone <laughs> and legacy moves like ice beam on Lapras having a way to achieve. That would be really great. If there was a special team that you could get that you had to earn by doing something really crazy in game that you couldn't just buy, that'd be really great. I think that kind of devalues the events, though. I mean, we go out for the community days to get the shinies, to get the evolutions with the special moves. You know, we we do all of the events that they put together for that reason, because they are locked moves. So I think if you open it up and make them readily accessible to the public, that kind of, I mean, what do I have to go out for? Like, why do I want to spend time, you know, three hours on a community day to get my Pokemon that that special move to make it better on my team if I can just get it sometime later. Yeah, but if if you're looking for like a team of six for like a so like Mammoth Swine's a good example. People wanted yeah. six. Yeah. Because it's the best yeah, ice type attacker. If you can make that TM so difficult to get that you're just like, I have to get my six today, otherwise I'm gonna spend eight months of grinding to get them. Maybe. You know? I don't really see the problem with community days as much as just general legacy moves because the community days you know that's it this this move today only that's all you got right, right. legacy moves a lot of them are like oh no it's gone it or it was already gone and you don't even know about it like right. like shadow claw gengar didn't even know about it by the time i'd started playing again had no idea so legacy moves just for the sake of legacy moves feel really bad at least the community day they had a a purpose in the game as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing though, with legacy moves is that those were removed for balance purposes and the community day moves are added for balance purposes. Mm-hmm. So I, why, I don't know. Yeah, why do they got to be removed? That, I wish that they would have. Yeah. I wish they would have rebalanced the moves instead of making them legacy. Mm-hmm. But I also do like the, like the exclusivity of a Pokemon with a legacy move. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think it makes a problem for PvP especially, though, some Pokemon, you know, need a legacy move, you know, or they just don't work. Or they're so much weaker that it's you might as well just pick a different alternative. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the game, though, is, you know, matching up your team based on their strengths and weaknesses. So so what if you can't use a specific Pokemon because it doesn't have its legacy? You that is build around it. Actually, just the game. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. 100%. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just something to consider. I think, yeah, making them accessible would be really great but definitely cause more issue for community moves and legacy. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Anyway, thanks for the email. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you guys want to send us an email, you can send it again to mail at gocastpodcast.com or visit our website at gocastpodcast.com and click on the contact us tab and fill out that form there. You can also follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, just search for the gocast podcast. And if you'd like to help support the show for as little as $1 a month, you can join our fabulous wonderful discord uh at p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash go cast podcast mm-hmm. uh, and we got some other fun stuff on there like postcards and podcast episodes and all that fun stuff additional podcast episodes not just more of these <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to help support the show non-monetarily you can always just leave us a review on itunes or apple podcasts or stitcher wherever you're listening that helps us out immensely thank you to those that have been leaving reviews we're, we just passed the 40 review mark on apple Podcasts, at least in north america so that's pretty that's pretty cool i think that's the show except that uh 
Got to do some goals first. Mm. I forgot, or I almost forgot last mm. week. It was awful. You Kyle completely forgot me. last week. Yeah, I was just I was ready to log off and just you know move on with my life. I would have remembered like in a cold sweat like six hours later. He would have texted us furiously like Kyle. I forgot. I'm gonna <laughs> we need to record in. another five minutes. <laughs> okay, so Kyle, it's your okay. turn. You're okay. gonna go first. Okay, so. Are you level 39 now? So I'm aiming for 71 40? on my No. I would like to say optimistic and be 40 by go fast, but I'm not that kind of insane player. I can't do that. Okay. Fair enough. So 71 on my Sinnoh is is my primary goal and another hundred thousand experience. Okay. So I'm I'm at sixty-nine, so two more for my Sinnoh badge. Sounds good. You got a plan for those? You know what you're gonna do? Uh I'm pretty close on a few, like my Finion and combi are only a handful away so hopefully i catch maybe one or two of those nice hopefully you can maybe you can hatch them because those guys are in eggs so yeah well i have no incubator so we'll see about that Ooh, yikes okay all right that's your turn i would like to get probably at least a hundred thousand experience hundred thousand stardust um and really just kind of get back into the game i'm finishing up a lot of different projects this week like today which will give me a lot of more a lot more free time to play the game so i'd like to just get back into the swing of things get back on my path to 40 start catching again we should go right it'll be great i'm gonna do 200,000 stardust remember how i said i was gonna talk to us about kingdom cup this week i'm actually gonna do it next week because i'm participating <laughs> tomorrow we'll oh see. so i'm gonna say kingdom cup so depending on how i do which might not be that great because my bastiodon is nowhere near to the level he needs to be and i can't walk enough to get all the candies i need for his special move by the time i'm going to be competing tomorrow i've been walking a lot i've been walking a lot yeah i don't have enough for our candies because i use them to get him to where he is now yeah bastiodon's <sighs> cp ceiling is such that you have to pretty much max him out yeah that's very in order for him to be close to 15 so it's a real expensive investment, but it's a good one. So I'm going to try to break the three the three thousand ceiling <laughs> in the self arena for me, I suppose. Good luck. <laughs> so and that's it for the show. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you guys next week for episode 45, which I'm assuming, based on what we've talked about here today, will probably be loaded with news. Jam-packed. Yeah. So uh, look forward to that one, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.